0: Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you for joining us. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review or a rating on your podcast provider of choice. Reviews are one of the best ways to help new listeners find the show. This month's featured charity is Majid Al-Rabia, a Chicago-based mosque for queer, trans, women, and marginalized Muslims who may feel out of place in both mainstream Muslim communities and queer communities. Majid Al-Rabia is centered on five pillars of inclusivity. Women-centered, anti-racist, LGBTQIA plus affirming, pluralist, and accessible. Their programming includes weekly prayer services, a free library, a family arts program, and prison outreach initiatives. If you have a few dollars to spare, consider making a donation. A link to their site is in the show notes. Now then, let's get started, shall we? So, it has been... A couple days since your score that you did on the cargo ship for the Dimmer Sisters, Mm. which ended up being fairly profitable, if uh, also somewhat creepy, with some mysteries lurking out there, one of them in the form of an eyeball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And now, for today, the four of you are in the nest, and you've all come together for dinner we'll say what are you guys up to as you're all grabbing food first of
1: all we're setting the scene where's kevin
0: i think he's at the table
2: yes kevin has a seat excellent okay but but is there a plate of food for him
3: no we can't waste food (laughs) that's a shame
0: someday that's the goal Blair's reading a book while she eats
2: finn has both her feet
4: up on the table
1: Dear, I know it's not the cleanest of tables to begin with, but would you mind not mussing it up further?
4: It's not on your food, is it?
1: It, No, but it might be at some future point. Then
4: I'll keep my feet up, it's fine.
1: Uh, Well, it's less a matter of getting in the food and just keeping it clean. I I do try to tidy this up sometimes, at least when it's my turn.
4: Jeez, just let her live! Living my truth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought I thought all of you would be on my side on this one,
0: Myra. What are What are you up to? Well, this is going. I'm on? honestly
3: just like watching it like a tennis match at this
4: point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, what do Finn's boots look like?
2: Oh God!
4: They are the sturdiest of sturdy work boots. They're basically like ones that the dock workers wear, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're definitely dirty. Okay. Because she also wears them to the fight pits.
1: Are, are they in good condition, though, aside from being dirty? Or are they, like, super worn? Eh. Eh.
4: <laughs> they're all right.
1: <laughs> though, they're, it's uh, hard to stand in the way of practicality, but if you ever need those to last longer, I'm certain I could rustle up a uh, contact to help you with that. Not that I don't mm-hmm. think you can take, can't take care of your own shoes, but I do have a few ideas to spruce them up.
4: Well, these are the boots my mom gave me, and I don't really want to improve them. I think they're fine.
1: Ah, well, I mean, uh, far be it from me to mess with a gift.
3: Taking care of your leather items can make them last longer. Indeed. Yeah, but weathering them makes them look cool. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, aesthetics are important. Yeah.
1: Blast. I've been beaten at my own game here.
3: (laughs) My sense for aesthetic has been
1: turned around back on me.
3: (laughs) I think as Myra said that, she definitely
0: shot a look at (laughs) Minx's.
1: <laughs> Curse you, Myra.
0: <laughs> so as as you guys are are chatting and ribbing minks about her priorities, you guys all notice the temperature suddenly drops nice. in the
1: room. Mm.
2: This is
0: the worst. Uh,
1: did, have we suddenly sprung a draught or
2: No, I think it's a friend. No. No, oh, not a friend. Oh,
1: th- this this isn't the best way for a friend to come visit. <laughs>
3: Why not? We should not have ghosts in our home.
1: It's impolite.
2: How is it impolite? Because I don't want ghosts in my home.
1: At least to come unannounced.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, that that we can agree. They should, you know, introduce themselves first. I would prefer
3: that you gave me a warning so I cannot be here when you have ghosts visiting.
0: Same. Well, Blair, you didn't exactly invite the ghosts over. This was not- Oh, this is not one of my friends. Okay, it's a stranger. Yeah. You don't know what ghosts these are. Like, nobody's looked. Can I attune?
1: <laughs> I am not going to.
0: <laughs> Give me a look-sies. Blair and Myra are both looking. Yes. So you both look into the ghost field and, wow, that's a, that's a lot more ghosts than you were expecting. Yo. There's about five ghosts in the room, drifting in the general direction of your table. Among them is the ghost with the uh, sword from the barge. Oh. And they specifically seem to be moving towards Blair. Okay. You're not sure why they're here, Blair, but you know that ghosts need to feed on life essence. Right. As they do. By possessing people and devouring their souls. Mm Mm-hmm. Go on. Just saying.
3: You can't see, but I'm pinching the bridge of my nose because I am (laughs) Myra.
0: So, yeah, there's there's a bunch of ghosts hanging out in here. What do you all want to do about it? I should probably talk to it and try
2: to settle this. It's probably some kind of misunderstanding. Okay.
1: That is your forte.
0: I would like to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Do you tell any of the others what you see? I think
3: Myra, like, puts her hands on the table and stands up abruptly and is like, that's a lot of ghosts? I'm going to leave. Blair, can you deal with this on your own? You got it. By deal with this, to be clear, I don't want ghosts in my living space. They oh, are not yeah, staying. No. no, they're not staying. Thank
2: you. Unless they get into Jarvis, I don't know. But, yeah, no, I'll I'll take care of this. Thank you. And Myra turns to leave.
1: Can I leave too? Yeah. <laughs> If my, if Myra has deemed this unsafe, I, I, I do believe I shall be exiting as well.
4: Oh my god, you
3: guys! <laughs> Leave me alone at them. Myra feels
0: very unsafe around ghosts. So the other three hastily head down the stairs. <laughs> Blair! Yes. You've got a whole crowd of ghosts that are sort of moving <sighs> in, and they're not surrounding you, but they've made like a half circle around you. Mm-hmm. And the one with the sword is standing right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what do you want to, to do here? Claire's just going to look up at this guy and say like,
2: Hi! You found my home! What's up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> So... The, the ghost that you were talking to, the lead one, tilts its head to the side and levels the sword at your throat. <gasps> Not, like, touching, but pointing it at you. And you just get, kind of from all sides, all of these ghosts, this overwhelming feeling of hunger.
2: Oh, no. Okay, okay. Uh, Blair's just going to kind of put her hands up, and she's going to take this a little bit more seriously now. Okay, let's see if we can try to level with each other here, all right? Um what do you want and how can I help you with that that doesn't involve the cost of my life? C- can we compromise
0: here? Can we level? So, the ghost with the sword doesn't respond because it's not able to speak. One of the other ghosts, female figure, can't really make out a lot of the the features, but there's still more of a face there. She says, You freed us from the torturer, but now we hunger.
2: I can help you get to a place where there's more food than just me and my friends. I I do this kind of stuff. I free ghosts. I can help you guys. Where? Deathlands. I can get you out of there. How? You would have to trust me, but I can take you there.
0: And again, there's just a how.
2: I would... Probably have to put you all in jars, which I know would really suck, but it would make things easier for There's me.
0: sort of a, the, the ghosts sort of, like, flare up. No, 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 and no, no, no. It's... Like, the plates of food slide around, and oh, geez. a couple things crash to the floor. This is going to kill me.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Kevin is unmoved.
1: Well, that's good. At least Kevin is safe.
2: I know the jars really suck. I kind of hate them, too. I I don't think that they're very nice, and I can only imagine how uncomfortable they are, but I promise you wouldn't be there longer than a day. I would be able to carry all of you out very easily, and I would let you out, and you could roam free for the rest of your immortal days just feasting on whatever the hell lives out there.
0: Give me a a consort or a sway. Oh no, absolutely
2: consort. Alright, so, I have one in consort. Oh,
0: three. So, the ghosts don't really go away, and the one who had been speaking just says, There is plenty to eat in this city.
2: Okay. Can I just ask, as your freedom-giver-liberator person, that you don't eat me or my friends. You can wreak havoc anywhere else in the city, and if I run into any of you guys again, I'll leave you alone. But just, you know, so we're even, one debt to another.
0: There's there's another long pause while they seem to be considering it, and then the ghost with the sword lowers it oh, and yeah. gives a nod, and they sort of all drift back out through the wall.
2: Oh, that was close. Well, Blair what is a, off negotiating
0: with with some ghosts. What do the three of you do once you get out of the nest?
4: I'm still in front of the nest. I'm pacing.
3: (laughs) That works. I like that. Okay.
1: Minx actually wants to try to distract from the tension by talking to Myra a little bit. Oh. This may not be the most appropriate time, but I don't think I ever did properly. Um, Thank you for talking to Bazo. I I don't think me going would have been the appropriate time, but I do appreciate that you opened communications, as it were, and I will be talking soon.
3: Oh, of course.
1: Although on that note and old acquaintances, you and had you and Nyrix met before? You seemed to get in a uh, bit of a bad way when we visited.
3: She thought she knew things about me. It I had not met her before, no.
1: Alright. Well indeed she does have a bit of an insightful high, and I can imagine her assuming something with that fashion.
3: I think Myra kind of tilts her head and, like, looks at Minx, like, wondering if she knows that Nerex is possessed by a ghost. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Minx does not, so...
3: Minx does not. Your friend has secrets.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I must assume so, especially given her trade. The Confidentiality is utmost in her line of work, I imagine.
3: Just be careful around her. I-, I think she should be safe, but I'm not quite sure.
1: Uh, well, thank you. I do look after in what ways I can, though past experience has led me to believe that she should be more careful around me, to be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think that's a, a good time for Blair to come abounding out to let you guys know that All is well, although dinner is kind of all over the floor now.
2: Everything's under control. Took care of it. It's fine. It's all good. Don't go in there. Glad to hear it. (laughs) They all left.
1: Uh, uh. They all left. And they're not coming back?
2: No. At least they won't Uh, be bothering us if we ever see them again. Can't say for the rest of the city, but you know.
1: I suppose better elsewhere than here.
0: It's been over a week at this point since Uh. you checked in at the Hound's Paw. Yes. And since Blair was saying everything's fine, but don't go back up there, <laughs> mm. I don't know if you guys want to head somewhere else for dinner.
3: Let's go check in on Rickney.
0: Yeah. So you head through the streets, get to Night Market, which is quite lively this time of night. This is sort of the, the start of their nighttime rush. Things are picking up. Mm-hmm. You head around to the back at the the Hound's Paw and knock on the door. And there's a, uh, a bit of a delay before the door opens a crack and you like, you see like a sliver of Rigney's face peering out and then the door flings open, <gasps> okay. probably nearly whacks one you in the face. And he's like, oh, there you are. It's been, I, we need to figure out a way that I can get in touch with you when you don't come around here because it's, it's, uh, come on in, come on in. I've got your table cleared for you. He, like, just very enthusiastically ushers you inside. Oh, that's such
1: a relief to hear today.
0: It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good, good to see all of you. Come on. Uh... Can I hug Regney? Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Hi, Mr. T. He, like, gives you, like, a one-armed hug back and kind of pats your arm. And is like, well, once I get you all seated, I will uh, get you a round of your favorites on the house as he's kind of walking you up through the back rooms towards the bar proper, he kinda says I uh, I heard from um that one blue coat friend of yours, uh LaRose, that you all were in the clear for something. He didn't specifically say what the accusation was, but uh said that um somebody in the red sashes got arrested for whatever it was. I guess with what happened to the red sashes, it's not like anybody's going to be coming to their defense.
1: Oh, did the war turn out unfavorably?
0: (sighs) Yeah, that's a delicate way of putting it. The Lamp Blacks stormed their uh, headquarters, and what I hear, it was a bloodbath.
1: Mm, That sounds like him, all right
0: sits you guys down at at your table, which, despite, like, you know, the bar is probably, like, three quarters full, but your your table is clear. So he, like, walks you guys over, sits you guys down, is like, give me a couple minutes and I will be back with your usual. Thank you. Gives you guys, like, a big grin and then heads off to the bar. Big
3: think Myra looks at Minx. Aren't you glad we smoothed things over with Bajo?
1: Indeed. Thank you again.
3: He seems an alright sort for what he is.
1: Uh, yes. Um, he's a very dependable fellow very capable
0: i like dependable so pretty quickly it seems like Rigney just like put whatever other requests he had on hold to to take care of you guys he he comes back over with your usual drink orders asks if you guys want any food
1: minx is gonna order something perhaps a little too expensive but she, she's feeling good she's back here
0: hmm. so yeah he he heads off to to get your you know put your food in
3: Like, there's been a little bit of relative quiet, and she's like, Well, I've been doing some research at Charter Hall University about some of the information we saw about the Circle of Flame. There was a phrase that stuck out to me, blood iron ring. Mm. I have been looking into it, and it seems that it's a little-known artifact, sort of a legendary lost object. Lots of rumors about vampirism around it, and... It is said to have been forged some centuries ago by a sorcerer. They say that the iron in it was drawn from the blood of a single-sacrificed human. There's some more terrible rumors around that, but that's the gist. Sick. Uh, I did eventually dig up a book on the ring that says what it does, and and this book has been taken out by somebody called Avrathi, and I believe we have seen that name recently in connection with this, this whole mess.
0: Blair, the name Avrathi sticks out to you. Okay. Because that was the name on the box that you grabbed that contained your magical eyeball.
2: Ooh. Okay.
0: So this Avrathi person had been smuggling in this weird eyeball thing from Aruvia and has apparently been doing some research on this artifact that Myra is telling you about. Sounds like they were doing some weird shit.
1: Yeah, at every level, this business gets more and more unsavory.
2: Yeah. It's just getting good.
1: No, no Blair. Unsavory. This is bad.
3: It does not get less unsavory when we come to the effects of the ring. Oh, dear. Uh, So it's described as a plain hammered iron ring. It's got all sorts of pockmarks in it, and these pockmarks are supposed to disappear when exposed to blood. And... It is supposed to give you some of the powers of a vampire as far as being able to hear thoughts and see in darkness and see invisible things and find location of objects. All quite useful, but unsavory. And for how long? Player, no. I'm just asking for my notes. It seems to be a short time, and the ring will return to its original appearance after that period has ended. I'm sure I can imagine why some parties might be looking
2: for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a one-way speed pass of vampire
1: powers. Oh, dear. Anything on where it may have been? Was it in the vicinity of Duskwall at any intervening century?
3: Oh, certainly in the vicinity of Duskwall. The legends are all associated with the city. I just, it has been lost for a long time. Mm. Perhaps not if somebody is asking about it now.
1: Is, is there some place below where one might excavate such a thing? Where would one even find this?
0: Really, like, these kind of magical artifacts or or occult artifacts can be in any number of places. They could be buried in some ruins under the city, like Minx is suggesting. It could be in somebody's private collection where they either do or don't know what they have. It could be in the Lost District, which is a former noble, wealthy district that was ravaged by plague And rather than trying to rebuild and repopulate, it was just abandoned to the Deathlands. The lightning barrier no longer covers it. And there's rumors that there's all kinds of, you know, lost treasures out there, but you have to brave the Deathlands in order to find them.
2: I wonder if I can ask my eyeball friend about this Avarathi guy.
1: I'm sorry, eyeball friend?
2: Well, okay, yeah, friend is a bit of an exaggeration. He may not be a friend after, you know, examining for my five minutes of the day. That I've been adhering to.
1: But but this eyeball is... Possesses a personage.
2: We don't... I, uh, yeah, I don't know if it actually does that, but I don't know if it's really a friend. I don't know.
1: Blair, I, I already do this, but remind me never to visit your room.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's a big keep out sign right in front.
1: <laughs> Indeed, but ver- verbal protests and literary protests don't always work in the case of um Kevin, for example.
0: So I think at this point, Rigney comes over with a tray of food and is like, Who's Kevin? Do you guys have another group member? Uh,
1: more like a pet. (laughs) He sits at the table with us, apparently.
3: Well, yeah, he's part of the family. She bought a statue.
0: I see. Uh, alright. Well, congratulations on your statue. He hands out the food and is like, manages to make it halfway to the bar before he starts laughing. (laughs) 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 Bless Rigney.
2: Uh.
4: (laughs) Longer than I expected, honestly.
0: So, on the, the the eyeball and the ring, the one lead that you have there is that name, Avarathi. Mm-hmm.
3: My feeling is that this, ar- that this artifact should remain buried, but I don't think
1: it will if they're persistent. Indeed. It would be poor for business to allow a formerly extinct gang to return in possession of such an artifact.
2: Right! But wouldn't it be more important for us to get it and, I don't know, walk it away than let this Avrathi guy try to get his hands on it?
1: I, I suppose that would be better. Yeah. Although I would imagine it would be better for it to simply remain lost. But
2: what if he finds it first? This guy is actively looking for it.
0: And Myra knows that when this book was checked out by Avrathi, uh, it was about six months ago. Uh uh-huh. hmm So this person has a, quite a bit of a lead on
1: you. Mm. Well... Does anyone have any objections to us pursuing this artifact to prevent it from falling into the wrong hands?
3: My only objection would be that I don't know that we're equipped to do this, but if if these people are resurging in six towers, then it's probably better that we don't let them get too much power.
4: Yeah.
1: And it does seem that our lead at the moment is Avrathi. Do we know anything about this person? Perhaps we could gain a profit in addressing them.
3: Yes, if this name has come up multiple times, it might be worth looking into them.
1: Indeed. Mm -hmm.
0: None of you really know the name. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to kind of go digging to see what you could find out. Gather information.
1: And that's a thing we shall do. Yes. (laughs) I mostly want to do my deal of hitting the well-to-do folk of the town up and trying to see if that name passes around in noble circles at all.
0: Okay
3: also reminder we have a plus one on gather information rolls
1: yep which means i've got a good old 46 sway for this
0: so i assume you all finish up dinner and then head out into the city or at least minx does indeed and what did you get uh six six with a sway so yeah where do you go who do you talk to
1: I will sit in and make pleasant conversation with folks in a Brightstone establishment, mostly keeping things to a beverage to not tax myself. Okay. But mostly make small talk because I imagine cafes in Brightstone mostly exist for this sort of showing off mingling sort of thing.
0: Yeah, you head on off to Brightstone. There's a handful of cafes that you you know that you've visited before that have this sort of atmosphere of just sort of like you can just strike up conversations and chat with people and you know over a glass of wine or whatever and you hit a couple of those and eventually end up talking to a young woman who uh looks like she's from aruvia mm-hmm. and you know you casually slip the name Avrath into the conversation she's just like oh don't even talk to me about the ambassador she has just been utterly useless in fulfilling my requests I simply wish to have some of my belongings, my belongings, my heirloom jewelry transported here from home. And she can't find a way to avoid all of the customs and duty charges. And it's just useless woman.
1: Oh, that is utterly unacceptable. How did you even... Uh, come by her services, surely there must be someone you can switch to. Uh,
0: Well, no, if I'm trying to do business with Aruvia, then it's just Elstera. She's the ambassador. She lives in the Aruvian embassy. There's really no one else I can speak to.
1: Oh, dear. That's a shame to hear. Do I get the sense from anyone else that this is a frustrating individual? (laughs)
0: Not really, actually. It just seems to be this one person who is irritated with her. Other people that you talk to actually describe her as being quite charming. Just having her at a dinner party guarantees that you're going to have a pleasant and charming and intellectually stimulating conversation for your guests.
1: All right, that's good to know. I'm going to relay that to other folks so that we now have a person... And I imagine Finn might be able to get something because it sounds like she does a lot of bringing stuff in and out. That probably likely involves the docks to a certain degree.
4: So that's what I'll do for mine is I'll go to the docks. Okay. Ask around. Yeah. And see what's going on.
0: What are you going to roll for that?
4: Um, I'm probably going to do consort since I'm not doing anything underhanded to do so. Okay. I got a five. <laughs> oh,
0: five. Okay, cool. So yeah, you ask around, chat with the handful of, of people who still do, like, cargo shipping. A lot of the people on the docks are just kind of either fishers or work the Leviathan hunters. The handful who still do cargo ships are, at the moment, happy to talk because they have nothing to do because the cargo ship they were planning on unloading is still being held off away from the city mm-hmm. while the, the Spirit Wardens have it locked down for investigation. So, if you ask about like shipments from Aruvia, I'll kind of lead around to Avrathi again. Mm-hmm. You know, when you bring up that name, they there's kind of a, a few like sideways glances exchanged. A couple of them are hesitant, and one of the the dock workers, actually the the woman that you borrowed the spyglass from last time, an older woman, just kind mm-hmm. of like waves a hand and is like, nah, she's she's fine. I know her family; they're a good folk. Now, Avrathi is a. We like dealing with her when she's got shipments coming in or out, because she uh, pays some extra to keep everything quiet off the books. All right. So you said you didn't have any other follow-up questions there, Finn?
4: Yeah, I'm I'm good. Okay.
0: We have a name and an occupation, and we know that this person smuggles stuff in from Eruvia, apparently on a semi-regular basis, like Mm -hmm. the the dock workers you talked to, you know, said that this happens every few months. So... What else do you all want to uh, try to investigate?
2: I do want to study my eyeball crystal friend and see if I can figure anything out about its connection to Evrathi.
0: Okay, you can do that. What role would you like to make?
2: Hmm, I'm thinking either attune or study.
0: Yeah, I would say either one of those. Six? Huh. Let me think how to do this. Okay, I know how I'll do it. So you, you pick up the eye... You're studying it. You're looking at it. Um, it keeps trying to make eye contact with you. Right. And you've got the name in your head, Avrathi. You're trying to to figure out something about it. As you have that name in your head, this thing makes eye contact with you. And you, you get the split-second flash in your head of this richly appointed office with a very fine tapestry on the wall, beautiful carved wooden furniture, some maps and paintings on the wall. The desk has papers kind of scattered all over it. And sitting at the desk, an Aruvian woman, late 30s, early 40s, just what you see, she has a quill in her hand and a a piece of parchment in the other, and she just appears to be reading it. And that's kind of, you just get this flash burned into your head, and then it goes away. And you just kind of like instinctively drop the eyeball onto your bed. Okay. And the eye is like twitching around even more, like frantically now, like trying to look back at you, but it's kind of like facing the wrong direction. Aw, poor little guy. So it can't quite see you.
2: Can I pick him up and look at look at the little guy again? <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not like this cute little
4: hamster you found. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eye that gives you force vision.
2: He's a fish. <laughs> he lives in a little uh, glass bowl.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> just just so that I'm clear, Blair. Oh no. You want to pick it up and look at, make eye contact with it again, right? This is such a bad it, your idea. Your DM voice is telling me that's bad. No, do it. Uh you, you want to get more information, don't you? Stop, don't tempt me. Oh gosh. Uh. Uh. Why it you were right. It's a it's a scrying eye. It shows you stuff, Kim.
2: I'm gonna roll uh, uh. odds I don't do it evens what? I do. God, five.
0: Okay, I don't do it. I don't do it. Okay. It's fine.
2: I know what she looks like, and I know what maybe her office is. We, that's enough.
0: We're good. Yeah, and I will I will also say, because that was a six, you will be able to kind of recall information about the office in the future if you need it. Cool. All right. Okay.
3: So we know who she is, sort of what she looks like, where to find her. As a crew, we have a contact who is Fitz the Collector. As remember, he's the very mm-hmm. impatient man who wanted me to do it in two minutes or less when I explained things to him. Yes. I might go to him and see if he's heard from Avrathi at all about weird artifacts or like what he knows about her.
0: So what are you going to, are you going to do consort for that?
3: Uh, yes. And I've gotten a five.
0: So yeah, you head in to, to talk to Fitz. He is is his usual, uh, very busy, slightly dismissive self. And then when you ask about Avrathi, he just kind of <sighs> scoffs and rolls his eyes like, I am an art dealer. I deal in paintings and sculpture and occasionally pottery, but she sent people around asking about uh, all sorts of uh, bizarre occult things. I want nothing to do with that. I do not wish to have the spirit wardens coming down upon me. Blue coats I can bribe, that's no problem. The inspectors I can evade, but the spirit wardens, that is a brand of trouble I do not need.
3: What kinds of things has she asked about?
0: Oh, I don't know. Some, uh... Ancient relics, um, of a, a cutter or a quarter or something, I don't remember. Um, uh, some ring she was interested in, um, some idols, or... I don't deal in those things.
3: Oh, I quite understand. I just thought she might be the type to cast her net wide. Good to know I was correct. Uh,
0: so You said yes.
3: cutter, quarter, is it just that you don't quite remember the word? Uh,
0: yes, yes, I... Yeah.
3: Hmm. I wonder what that was. Oh, Kotar?
0: That was it. Yes, Kotar. Yes.
3: Ah. Uh, interesting. Thank you. Um, if you don't mind, don't spread around that I asked about this.
0: He gives you a look of pure offense. Like, how how dare you doubt my discretion? He's like, I, of course not. I I
3: thought I would make it clear, <sighs> that is all. I, of course, don't doubt you.
0: As yes, well... There's anything else that I can do for you right now?
3: Uh, no thank you. Um, this has been most enlightening.
0: (sighs) Is Minx enjoying that statue?
3: Oh, she loves it. It has taken up a prominent space in our home.
0: Good. It's a fine work of art. She'd be treated with the utmost respect.
3: Of course. It's practically a member of the family. (coughs)
0: He just sort of like nods approvingly, and you know, then sees one of his workers doing something and strides off, yelling at them.
1: There were no lies told here.
0: <laughs> Somehow, Myra was completely honest. So you guys have gained some information about Elstera Avrathi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you guys want to do with this information?
1: Robber blind.
0: Ah, uh, I don't know if we should do that just yet.
1: Ah. Uh.
3: I would like to know more about what she's found. I don't know how we could achieve that. Exactly.
4: We could at least go through her files and see what's what she actually has her fingers in.
2: Yeah, we could do that. We could do some kind of espionage thing. Yes. Actually mm-hmm. do our crew's purpose for once. The <laughs> first
0: time in the entirety of the podcast. Let's
1: do an espionage.
0: Okay. So, so your plan is to break into the embassy and look for information? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, what type of plan do you want to do?
3: So we were suggesting like a deception with the method being us distracting, like me and Minx distracting.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm fine with that. So deception with Minx and Myra keeping her her attention while Blair and Finn do some robbery? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, cool.
1: Do we know what people generally import from Eruvia?
0: So it's described as a a land of black deserts, obsidian mountains, and raging volcanoes. So there's probably actually a lot of, like, mining and jewels that come from there. Art, sculpture, tapestry, spices.
1: Art and sculpture. I don't have to necessarily bullshit about those. (laughs) (laughs) That will lend to my disguise.
3: (laughs) Is my fine cover identity still burned? Yes, it is. All right.
1: Because I'm thinking we come in being like hey, we want to set up a trade route or something like that.
3: I think Myra can pose as a fine secretary.
0: <laughs> so, engagement roll.
1: There, there's kind of two
0: competing elements that one of them is a bonus for you, one of them is a detriment, so those will just cancel out. So it's going to be 2d6 for the engagement roll. Ooh. That would be a three. Woof. <laughs> so the Eruven embassy is a large brick building and charter hall not really built in like the aruvian style they just sort of moved into a big townhome and and converted it into the embassy has sort of a a low brick fence around it Um, there's a nice courtyard with some fountains and benches and things and manx and myra you two are heading in the the front finn and blair how are you two planning on getting in
2: is, is there a back way we can enter?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, then yeah, there's like a servants' entrance type thing. So uh, Blair and Finn, you guys have have split off to go and kind of sneak around to try and get in. Manx and Myra, you two stroll up to the front gates where there's a pair of guards, you know, in front of the the gate leading in. And when the the two of you approach, one of them holds up a hand to stop you, and and. She says, what's your business here?
1: Due to my trade, I do believe we need to file some paperwork for the establishment of an art delivery service.
0: The two of them glance at each other and then the woman looks back and is like, do you have a meeting arranged with the ambassador?
1: We did have an appointment for this time. Is this, uh, is this not the case on your end?
0: What's, what's your name?
1: Nira Foxglove.
0: One moment, and the other guard goes inside, and there's a bit of an awkward wait while you guys are just kind of standing there, and the other guard is staring at you. And after a few minutes, the other guard comes back and just, like, shakes his head. And she's like, you're uh, apparently not on the ambassador's schedule for the day, and uh, I'm afraid that due to recent security concerns, we can't allow unscheduled, unvetted visitors. So, good day.
1: Now, now, hold on just one moment. We did, in fact, schedule this appointment. It was about three months ago. Uh, I turned to Myra. Uh, can you check on that? It was about, it was about three months ago, yes?
3: Ah, oh, yes. She flips through her notes.
0: Well, do you do you want to do a flashback to, like...
3: Yes. I think she's just going to have made up, like, a little passable-looking planner, and I think all she would have had to do is just take time.
0: Well, just having it written down in your schedule isn't going to be enough. I I would say, like, if you want to try to forge a note.
3: Oh, like from, mm, I like that.
0: So one stress.
3: So I rolled a three.
0: You have a forged letter. It's not great. You're not sure how well it's going to hold up, but you can try it.
3: I think she just kind of, like, waves it in front of the guard. Yes, I have this from, from Avrathi from months ago.
1: And now, surely with this advanced planning, we all understand that accidents happen, but surely a moment of time could be spared to correct this oversight.
0: I feel like you guys need to do, like, a, a group social action here, either sway or- I think it's going to be a
3: sway.
1: hmm
0: How's your stress at?
1: Uh, my stress is at zero, so I will lead. Critical.
0: Okay, so critical from Minx. Myra, what did you get? I got a four. So, Minx, you don't take any stress, and it's a critical success- The guard is just like, Oh, all right, all right, all right. Let me... uh, If you have something from the ambassador, then... uh, It must have just been left off the schedule, I suppose. Uh, Come on. And There's a desk where uh, a young Eruvian woman is uh, sitting, like, kind of still flipping through this, uh, like, schedule book and rummaging through papers. There's several chairs and couches and a few little tables. Like, it's clearly, you know, this is where you sit and wait for someone to come get you. And so mm-hmm. one of the guards walks you in. is like, uh, have a seat and we'll get this sorted out. The ambassador may have something else scheduled right now. So it may be a few minutes. I apologize. Very well. And yeah, the guard heads back out.
1: Can I, like, passively try to lend credence here? Like, turn and talk to Myra and pretend like we're discussing... Pieces in our collection that we want to unload or acquire and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You two can can have that sort of quiet conversation that mm-hmm. the assistant would be able to like just barely overhear. Mm-hmm. So while you two are doing that, getting in the front door, let's cut around to the back door with Blair and
4: Finn.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what are what are you two doing? Well, I imagine we have to get in first. Is the back door locked at all or no? So it's like a. A servant's entrance, mm-hmm. and you haven't really seen anybody come in or out while you've been hanging out back here. Okay. Once again, if you want to find out if it's locked, you will have to try the door. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tell if a door is locked at range. Okay,
4: uh, I'll go up to the door and try and open it.
0: <laughs> Finn goes up and and tries the door. It is locked, but like it's a Finn, you can tell just kind of looking at it, like it's a pretty cheap lock. It's not a super secure one. Can I break it? Oof. okay <laughs> well, hey finn got there first yeah sure. <laughs> i would have picked it but
4: do you want to pick it i mean wrecking can be sort of a backup
0: option all right yeah so this is gonna be risky standard effect <gasps> six okay yeah so like you look at this and you're like Psh, i got this pop the lock and yeah the door is open So, inside, there is a dimly lit hallway with a few doors and doorways leading off, and then you can see about halfway down, there's a set of stairs heading up. And that's the only set of stairs? That you can see, yeah. I guess we should head up those stairs then. Alright, do you guys want to sneak, sneak, sneak? Sneaky, sneak, yeah. Okay, do you want to do that as a group thing? Yeah, we can.
4: Yeah, how much stress do you have? I have three. I have the stress to spare. Okay, cool. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, <laughs> three.
0: Four. Four. Okay, so the, the four is the result. So do I take? You take one All stress. Right. So I'm going to say you have reduced effect. You guys okay. start sneaking towards the stairs. Sneak, sneak, sneak. And you're only about halfway there when you have to... Duck into like a nearby closet to hide because someone uh, comes down the stairs and heads up towards the other side of the building.
4: Anything cool in the closet?
0: Uh, no. There's just like a Aww. you know a couple brooms and a mop and a bucket Ew. and some like dust rags. <laughs> Bucket's empty.
3: You shoved um, these kids into a broom closet together.
0: I am obligated to do it once a, a campaign. <laughs> So we'll follow that person back up to the front room where Manx and Myra have have been chatting quietly about their plans for art sales. Mm -hmm. And uh, a young Eruvian man in a nice, very finely tailored suit comes over and is like, "Um, I am terribly sorry about the mix-up, Miss Foxglove it seems that your appointment did not make it onto the schedule and he like shoots a glare over his shoulder at the girl sitting at the desk who like kind of shrinks in on herself oh she's making minimum wage mm. so unfortunately um the ambassador is meeting with someone else right now however if you are are willing to wait a bit she does have some open time in her schedule um she should be done with her current meeting in i hope 15 to 20 minutes if you don't mind waiting
1: well I suppose things like these happen. Uh, I turn to Myra and ask uh, do we have in, do we indeed have time to wait?
3: I do believe we have time to wait. Your meeting with that collector isn't for another
0: hour or so uh,
1: and how long uh pray tell do do her meet meetings tend to take in this case?
0: Hopefully it should take no more than um thirty forty minutes. It also depends on what sort of questions you have um but I, I think less than an hour, and if you're, the next meeting you have to get to is...
3: Oh, Miss Foxglove, if you don't, if you don't mind, I think I'll go see if I can find a message runner to see if we can push back that meeting.
1: All right, very well.
3: I'm sure he'll be understanding.
1: Indeed. Very well. I do believe the wait shall be amenable. Uh, please, please do be conscious of our potential time limit.
0: Of course, of course, and I, I do apologize again for the mix-up. Can I uh, get you anything to, to drink, a refreshment?
1: I'll I'll order a, not a not a super fancy tea, but like the sort of tea where you you serve a distinguished guest. This
0: yeah, something that isn't made with mushrooms. Yes. So he he heads off again. So before he goes back down the hall. Blair and Finn, I imagine you guys are, like, peering out through a little crack in the closet door. You see that guy come down the stairs and then disappear up into the front of the house. Do you guys want to try to continue to sneak up towards the stairs? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Although Myra's trying to make I... contact with them, right? <laughs>
0: yes. I was
3: hoping I could sneak around the back and, like, try to find them.
0: Okay. I think they're going to do their thing first. Okay. There's four of you in the party, and we've split you three ways. (laughs) (laughs) Only briefly. We hope. All right. So, yeah, Blair and Finn, do you guys want to try sneaking up the stairs again? Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I can go ahead and take this dress this time. Yeah, that works for me.
0: So both of you. uh, Yeah, it's still um, risky, standard effect. Oh, Jesus.
2: Three, one. Okay.
0: You guys wait a little bit too long to sneak out. And you're opening the door and just starting to step out just as that guy comes back down the hallway. Shit. So... Hand
4: me, hand me, the, hand me the broom.
2: Hand me the broom. Uh, okay, okay. Hand me two. Me two? Me, one. One broom.
0: Okay, I, I'll grab a broom. Okay, so you both have brooms, and you guys are now in a desperate position. <sighs> but yeah, he, he comes down and like sees the two of you come out of the closet with brooms, and I assume you start like sweeping.
4: Yeah, I'll sweep until he gets a little closer.
0: And he, like, sees the two of you and sort of, like, strides towards you a little more quick. He's like, uh, excuse me, who, who are you? How did you get in here?
4: I'm gonna smack him in the head with my broom. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Okay! Good! I like it! What role are you making? Skirmish? Skirmish, yeah, that works. So you're gonna get a point of experience in the, the prowess line there, because this is desperate. Five. Okay, so you smack him with the broom, he hits the wall and, like, clutches his head and is like, what, what the, who, and, like, he's, he's, like, clearly revving up to start shouting, Blair?
2: Yeah. I think I'll try and knock him out first, because I feel like five foot, my five foot one ass would not be able to move this man consciously (laughs) into the closet. So. Okay. that also be skirmish? Yeah. Oh, no.
0: One... Okay. Blair, honey. <laughs> so, Blair, I what I'm picturing is that you kind of, like, stab forward like you're going to get him in the gut. <gasps> and he manages to dodge out of the way and reaches to his side and draws a saber <gasps> and starts yelling, Intruders! There's intruders! Guards! Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod. The Magpies Podcast is hosted and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. Blair Colhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at Kim jones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragongirlJosie. And watch her art streams at Picarto.tv slash DragongirlJosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at Minna Minnar. And Finn Haig is played by Madge. Follow her on Twitter at MadgeQuips. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin McLeod, and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. I just need to see where the Eruvian Embassy is. Okay. Or the consulate, rather. Whatever. I'll call it an embassy.
3: Are you disconsolate that you can't remember the word for it?
0: <laughs> I will remember this the next time <laughs> you ask for a devil's bargain, Myra.
2: <laughs> Ooh. I couldn't resist!